Hello and welcome. You have just tuned in to Realistically Speaking, the podcast, a one woman hosted show by yours truly, me, Miss Paulette Germany, where I have conversations with some pretty cool guests on various topics. We'll talk health and wellness, brown men and women in business, finance, dating from his and her point of view, millennial marriage, plus more. We'll talk real topics with real people, realistically speaking. Getting to what's real and actual, no chaser. Okay, welcome you guys. This is Tuesday, April 21st, 2020, and this is show number one for Realistically Speaking, the podcast. I am your host, Paulette, and I am so excited to have our very first guest, Miss Celeste. You guys know her as Eclectic Vibes, aka the Fro Whisperer, all the way from Houston. She is joining us today. Hey, Celeste. Peace. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I am good. I am good. Round number two. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for joining in. Thank you so much for joining in. Uh, we're going to get right into it. Now, um, people see you on IG. They see your followers. They see these magic hands transforming these froze. They see your style, your beautiful right. kids. And they're looking at like, yo, Ma got it all. Realistically, mm-hmm. tell us who. Tell us who is Celeste. Well, realistically speaking, Celeste is a mother, a mother first. Um, she's a wife. I am a wife. Um, one, and I'm a regular person. Let's get that squared away first. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a normal person, real chill and laid back, down to earth. Um, I am a Taurus, so, you know, it's earth signs. are real, you know, just kind of chill and laid back. Um, I'm a creative in, in more ways than one. In, the, in, through, in all aspects, I try to be my creative self. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm just me. I'm like not all into the glam and glitz and the, the fame. And, you know, I just honestly do what I love. And then it, um, I guess it translates and, and it, it draws people to me, but I'm, it's not anything that I'm out here like trying to get, you know, followers or trying to get this, trying to get that. It's just, it's, I'm just being me, just regular old me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, we, we see, we see the style and we see, I mean, from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. um, people would say that you have this very like maybe Badu-esque type of vibe, Mm -hmm. um, incense burning and different things like that. Um, And I know, you know, what we show on Instagram can be definitely very different from what we, what, who the person is um, outside of that. But I know like last Thursday, there was Throwback Thursday and you were showing us some very real posts of Celeste. Mm -hmm. So the gold teeth, you had the grill, you had the, the weave going, um, mm-hmm. and it's, it was a very different vibe from what we see today. Tell us about who, who the difference between that person and who we who we see today on Instagram. Uh, well, it, it's very much so the, the, the same person, just going through different phases. Um, I feel like back then I was very much like tomboy which I still am I'm still a tomboy at heart but um 
just very just into stuff like just hood like you know that transition that transition was crazy it still is crazy because um that Celeste is still here today just toned down a lot more um and also not as not as masculine like as far as um you know, trying to be the head HNIC and, and trying to right. always, you know, always popping off at the first, you know, my attitude, I always tell people I came such a long way because my attitude was trash back then. Like, I was cool to kick it with. Like, if we was cool, we were cool. But if we mm-hmm. wasn't cool, it just was, it just was bad. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't mm-hmm. no in between. So, um, the transition with becoming a mother and uh, a wife and, you know, um, a businesswoman, it definitely made me change my ways as far as, you know, being a little more patient and understanding and um, being a lot more feminine and, and, and embodying my femininity. And, you know, um, yeah, that, that just, that was a lot different, but I will say it's all about balance because mm-hmm. I can feel, I can still go there. I can still go there. You know, right. yeah, I might like my instance or two, but then I'm with the shits, you know, too. So right. it just, it just, sometimes it's just a, a balance. And when my, when my business is at the forefront or my family is at the forefront, um, it kind of motivates me to be like, okay, keep, you know, um, but like right. I said, I'm very still just a down to earth person. It's just like, I'm a bull. <laughs> right. So you said that you that you're married. How long have you been married? So in June, June fourteenth, I will be married for five years. I've been with my husband for wow. for uh, since two thousand six, um, and we got married five years ago. So yeah, five years. Wow. I love that. So uh, we saw we saw your pictures, and your pictures of your wedding is like super gorgeous. Where did you guys get married? We got married here in Houston um, at the Heights Villa um, over in the Heights. Um, very uh, vintage styled venue. Um, to me, it matched my personality so much because we had to do minimal decor um, mm-hmm. just because the venue itself was so like vintage and like mm-hmm. old romance and kind of you know re- renaissance kind of feel so yeah that was we got married here in Houston okay mm-hmm. now I remember you saying that you were a bull and a and a Taurus and you know those people can be very headstrong yes. what type of man like <laughs> locks down you know what I'm saying what type of man locks down that type of woman um a very laid back but stern man, a very, uh, uh, one, he is a Libra. So he is a scale. So when uh-huh. up on 10, he's at a two, you know? Okay. And he, he, he can balance me out very well. Um, a lot of the times my mom always says this, unless you think you run stuff. No. He lets me, he makes me feel like I can, <laughs> but you know, right. I know when it's, when it's like go time or I know when it's like, okay, he not with this, you know, it, it shows he, he's very, a mild mannered guy. He's real laid back and chill and serious. Um, but a lot of the times it, it can't be too, you know, people on 10. 
So exactly, he balances me out very well. But he's very much an alpha male, and he's very much like um, in charge. Like I said, a lot of the times he makes me feel like I'm in charge. But you know, right? Happy, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Of course, most definitely. Like I always tell people you need to have a Libra on your team wherever you go, whether it's in business or if it's in a relationship. I'm a Libra myself, (laughs) but, um, you know, we could get to 10 as well, but it's, it's all about that balance. Like, you know, we're going to, we go, we go out like, uh, you know, up to 10 for somebody We'll you know, we'll cross the rivers, all of that, but it just has to be a balance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it has to be that that give and take. It has to be that balance. Like, we're we're true to that. Do unto others as you would have them. Yeah. And unto what you. I noticed, what I noticed about him is when he goes there, it takes a lot to get him there. And when I mean there, it's it's ten. Like, right. when he does, it's very frightening. <laughs> like, oh, right, it's frightening right. because <laughs> it's frightening because it's like. Bay, is that you? You know, like, dang, I didn't even know you could take it there. But you know, that's why it's like most of the time he's mild. But when he when he goes there, it's like I know he means business. So you know, <laughs> right now, was his? You said he's an alpha male. Was it? Was it that that attracted to attracted him to you, or attracted you to him? I'm gonna be honest. The main the I'm big on like. If you can't make me laugh, like almost like snotting myself, I ain't with it. Like I don't even like we ain't even got nothing to talk about. So when like when what attracted me to him is because we worked we used to work together back in the day, long time ago as kids. And when I met him, he was he was so funny. He was so funny. And he's from Michigan. So his whole style was a little different, you know, that I wasn't okay. used to. And um right. He was funny as hell. And he used to say shit that I was like, why does somebody else in the world know like how to make me laugh like this? So um right. it was very much a um he made me laugh. And to be honest with you, like I had a boyfriend. <laughs> I had a boyfriend <laughs> when I met him, but but it was just this like friendship that was built first. And you know, um the the alpha male it it starts showing itself when he made it clear that he, you know, wh- where he wanted to go with me and, you know, the, how he's right. charging that and, you know, just the way he courted me and uh-huh. the way he treated me, I definitely was not no shade to no Southern man because, you know, I haven't experienced it like that, but the way he courted me, I was not used to. He was very much so like a gentleman um yeah he was the man and I was like oh okay hmm. all right well let me be a lady then let me let me call my okay. lady so is your husband supportive I'm sure uh, is he supportive of you know you be your business and um everything that it's it, you know that it takes for you to like kind of keep that afloat he is most definitely supportive of uh, me and my up and down entrepreneurial journey. Um, he actually, for a long time, he was like the only one. He was like right there with me when I was making like, I'm talking about going days and weeks without making like, not even taking one and two clients. So yeah, he's been supportive from the beginning. He he told me to quit my job. I was trying to go to beauty school and um, 
beauty school and work at the same time, which I had a very good job. But he was like, go ahead and quit that. Focus on beauty school so you can get through it. And, you know, I'll take care of everything. So I was like, all right, bet. So taking care of everything, that the household, the kids, you like, that's, that's a, that's a big, big thing for somebody to support you that much that they would be like, look, I'm going to take the load and I'm going to let you go ahead and just um, focus on beauty school. Now that you're, you know, that has passed, of course, and you are actually running the business. How do you guys balance, um, you know, being parents, married school how how is all of that being about well the thing is when when he told me to go ahead and like uh, quit my job and just finish beauty school we were still kids we were 18 19 years old so we didn't have kids at the time um it was just me and him so he was like I'll take care of the house I'll take care of you know this that and the third um and you just finish up that way so I did that I went to school um finished school, started working shortly after I had, we had a baby. Um, now I feel like, um, the, the roles have kind of reversed, which is, which is okay. Uh, which is okay with me. Cause like now we balance school work and everything else in the opposite way. I'm able to, okay. you know, take care of the business just because I feel like when you're given a gift, and your gift pays, your passion, your passion pays, it's not as, um, it's not this like crazy workload where you feeling like you got the world on your shoulders and you're doing mm-hmm. the, you know, thankfully it flows, it's organic. So um, again, with him being an alpha male, I had to literally beg, beg, beg him to leave his job. Um, mm-hmm. he was not with it at, for, for a while at first he was not with it but I convinced him like listen if we gonna make anybody rich it's gonna be us <laughs> we not finna, mm-hmm. you're not gonna be going or you don't need to be going to work for the man making him rich right. so right. Let's, it's like all money in and let's, let's just like focus on the family so what we did was we um, my daughter's homeschooled she's been homeschooled this is her third year I know with this COVID-19 thing everybody's going crazy because they got to teach their kids at home but we've been doing this for three years now so she Mm. hasn't missed a beat in school you know she's still and she's going to the sixth grade now um so pretty much he's still been of course providing the provider like when people think of a provider they think of financially providing um Mm. I feel like my passion and his support in that is financially providing, but he's providing so much more. He's the, the, the learning coach at home with my daughter is like, he is providing security, you know, for my family. Right. And he's pretty much being anything that I need him to be at the salon, like whether it be security, maintenance, plumbing, or, you know, handyman, you know, <laughs> right. just anything like that. So um, we, we're balancing pretty well. And even though it's not traditional, it works for us. Right, right. Now, I mean, everything that you that you said, and I mean, I agree with that all the way, because um, sometimes people feel like and I'm sure people have given their two cents in um, to the dynamic of your family. But 
it doesn't always have to be a financial um, a financial contribution that the man or the woman is providing. It could be a contribution in, in another way, whichever is going to be best for the household. So whatever I'm works. Sure, exactly. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Exactly. Now, I know the mindsets of some other people may be like, girl, no, ma'am, I, I couldn't do that or that couldn't be me. Tell me, like, what has you know, tell me what do you tell those people who have, you know, something to say about like the dynamic or they can't understand it? Oh, uh, well, you know what? I'm not big on explaining myself to anybody, whether it be parents, whether it be somebody on the outside looking in, trying to figure out, you know, what the deal is. It's not going it don't work for everybody. And it's right. not for everybody, because if you're going into it with the mentality uh, a traditional like oh you know you you he brings home the bacon and, and you're supposed to be the, the the homekeeper and this that and the third then it's already a block you know you're not mm-hmm. even trying to hear that like so and again like I said it wasn't easy convincing him to um give that give that role not necessarily give that role up but it wasn't easy convincing him to um, be okay in trusting my vision but right. because I'm a visionary and I'm very like if I want it I'm gonna get it and if I if I see it happening this way in my mind it's gonna happen this way right he was trusting of that he was like all right babe you know you know you know what you're talking about you got it or whatever so it took a while and it was most a lot of his um his parents, I guess, were kind of like, you know, you sure you're supposed to be this, you're supposed to be that. Right. Um, and, and, and over here, I was just like, baby, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm not right. asking, you know, we, we this is working for us. So why? And then when you a lot of times when you write it down for somebody and explain it in that way, like, look, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> this right. what we could be doing if we was all money in. It's very, you don't really have to do that much explaining. It's self-explanatory and it's right in front of you. So I'd be like, you know what? What's for you is for you and we're going to do us, period. Um, Do you, have there been any challenges internally Mm -hmm. like with making sure that he continues to feel like that alpha? Or is it just, you know, once you guys decided that this is what you were going to do, there's no extra judging that you need, like, as far as, like, you know, male ego, sometimes that can kind of get in the way. Oh, Have you no, 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 no. I definitely, listen, because you always have to reassure <laughs> a man that he's still the man, like, you know what I mean? I feel right. like this little COVID-19 break was such a blessing for us because I got so used to working, working, working and coming home and just being a certain way that this break allowed me to be so much more of a um a domestic <laughs> person. Mm. Like yeah. doing doing the things that I love to do that I miss to do so like I miss doing so much like cooking for the family and okay. you know cleaning the house and just doing doing stuff that um, and just taking care of him in ways where I'm just like, babe, you you know, I appreciate you. You're the man, you know, so it's, it's right. definitely some reassuring involved um, because, again, you know, that ego can be like, all right, look now, 
Okay. What's some gotta get? You know, but yeah, yeah, I think it's just a constant um, reassuring that I know my role, whatever, whatever our situation is, whatever our our dynamic is. And I'm not confusing it. You ain't soft at all. <laughs> you ain't soft about right. far, you know. Um, being and I always let him know that like being an at-home dad, being a like a, a, a homeschool teacher, I commend like that's more manly to me than than what you've done in the past before as far as going to a nine to five. Almost so, definitely. Yeah, so to me, I'm just like, that's that's listen. <laughs> And, you know, it's just kudos. Like, I always try to praise him about that. And I can always do more and do better. But, you know, that's what marriage is. You just, you, you constantly find ways of appreciating each other and just, like, pushing each other forward. So, I mean, I definitely think that that's important. I think that anybody who would have had something to say before this time, you being at home or that woman being at home with them kids, so you're raising them and you're having to be the teacher too, like... You, you have to understand, like, no, you wouldn't be able to just do that. So it takes a lot of work. One, you're and he, plus he's raising two girls. Listen, like, sometimes I just I just be like, am I doing enough? Like, you know what right, I mean? Because I feel like right. the weight of what I'm what I am like noticing now, like, damn, but you do all <laughs> you be doing all of this while I'm at work. I was at work doing hair, you know what I mean? So it's <laughs> that's how I be feeling. I'm like, damn, am I am I doing enough? But I really feel like if people understood what it takes to be home and to to raise these girls up and to to school them and to 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 clean up and to and just doing different things that you feel may be whomever's role. That is so much work. It's so much work. So I'm just like, damn, babe, you you doing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Has there um what was it that made you guys decide that we were gonna that you guys were gonna homeschool your kids instead of sending them to public school? Oh, I feel like the answer is shorter <laughs> to figure like why, why wouldn't we? You know what I mean? It's right. just so much going on in public school. It's a lot of influence, outside influence that um I wasn't okay with. There was a lot of um, uh, a lot of sometimes the teacher's personal views of life can rub off on her teachings. Um, I would notice a lot of kind of biased opinions coming from my daughter when she would come from school. Um, The 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 other children around other children around that are exposed to a lot of different lifestyles you know, um, rubbing off on my baby. Um, ultimately, the lies that are taught in school, we not with. <laughs> you know, the whole, um, you know, just this whole, the, the, this, the, the, the Christopher Columbuses and the Indians, did, right. and, you know what I mean? Like, just, um, we wanted to be a little more hands-on with the teachings and um, with what we, as we learn and grow, we want to teach her and be as honest as possible and transparent as possible with, with the state of the world and what's going on. And to be honest, to me, public school is 12 years a slave. You know, they don't teach you how to 
be your own person. They teach you how to think like everybody else. So that was well, a no-brainer. Yeah. That was a no-brainer for me. I was like, listen, no more. <laughs> if we can help it, we're going to keep these kids out of So if, if anything, we're going to teach them like how to come up and, and, and be your own. Wow, that's awesome. Like, I love that. I always say when I when I do have kids, like I do want to make sure that they're homeschooled just be, so I can have more control as to what it is that they're learning and making sure that they're learning the things that's going to uplift them and encourage them and not um, the only thing that they would know about themselves or their people or their history is, you know, slavery and, yeah. and those type of things, which can definitely have an effect on just kind of like how you feel about yourself and your own culture and where you come from. I just remember growing up and, you know, it was a thing for somebody to say, you know, like African booty scratcher. And if you was, Af I'm not from Africa. And it's like, what's wrong with being from Africa? For you know sure, what I'm saying? For sure. Definitely kids need to know they're not teaching knowledge of self in school. Right. They're not teaching, um, they're not, you know, most of the, the things, the teachings that they are, the saviors and the superiors are the opposite color of us, you know what I mean? Right. Like, um, not saying that it's all coming down to that, but at the end of the day, we, I, I'm going to, I'm going to bring them up in, in a different way. Like, I'm, I'm going to just do, we're going to do this alternative thing <laughs> and, you know, call it what you may. Some people be like, oh, well, the kid's not going to have no social, but we make sure we keep them involved in, you know, outside okay. extracurricular things like that. So, um, and another thing is people are like, well, they're going to get influenced anyway. You can't shelter them from, and that's not what we're trying to do, but I don't want to come home and be forced to explain or talk about something off guard that I, I'm not ready to talk about with my child because of age or whatever the case may be. But because right. she was influenced or heard it at school or, you know, see it at school, she's like, oh, well, what's this about? What's this? Well, I'm not ready to talk about that with you now. But now I have to. You hear what I'm saying? Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. If Celeste wasn't doing hair, what what would have been the plan B? What what would what else would uh, Celeste be doing? To be honest, I never had a plan B because I didn't have a plan A. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I and I'm explain that because the thing with um, coming into being an, an hair artist and, and and going to cosmetology school. I was just looking for a trade because I didn't want to go to college originally. I didn't, okay. I didn't want to go to college. So that was my thing. But today I have taken this newfound interest in photography, um, cinematography. Um, this is like my fifth or sixth camera, like professional camera that I've had. And I like to play with it. Like, like I said, I'm a creative and I like to, um, creatively direct stuff so set okay. up things and you know whether it be little short little clippets little visuals here and there I don't know you know you've seen like the the bloom series that I did oh yes and that was beautiful I creatively directed all of that you know the whole the whole thing I just had to you know get somebody else to film it or to 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 shoot it just because I wanted to be involved but if it was up to me, I would have shot it and everything. Yeah, I'm into photography. Hmm. I think I would be. Matter of fact, that's probably going to be my next outlet. Just not saying I'm going to put this down, but I do want to start developing my like photography skills. 
Okay. Okay. And so w- along with it, and I, and I, we've seen a, a lot of great visuals um, from you. Where do you get the creativity, um, the ideas that you get to put together like this artistry and your artistry in the form of like doing hair, like connecting the two? A lot of the times it comes from hair. <laughs> a lot of the times the creativity and the, the the ideas and the concepts come from me actually with my hands and hair and me seeing things within the hair that I'm just like, oh, I got to put this on a different, like, you know, I have to, I have to show this in a different light so people can really appreciate the beauty in hair, uh, appreciate the beauty with the, with the bloom visual. That concept came from me doing a blow dryer. I did a blow dry mm-hmm. on somebody's hair and I I left the middle in a shrunken state and I just started moving it and playing. My clients know I play with hair and they know I'm, I'm, I'm super in love with textures and just sort of you feel me up there and I'm just like in love. You just, you know, you just have to take that. But um, I kind of had this, you know, this client, I was blow drying her. I left the middle of her hair shrunken. So, and I ended up like forming the outside of her hair into some little petals with my hands. And I was just like, what does this look like, y'all? This is like a flower, you know? And then it just it just kind of took on its own life from there. We love that series. Like that series was beautiful. And we saw that you um, created a, a calendar out of it as well. Is there mm-hmm. anything else um, that you feel that you would be, you know, bringing out that would showcase uh, that Bloom series as well, other than the calendars? Possibly, possibly. I may, I may do some like planners or something like really dope like that. Um, that was, that was a situation because it was my first actual like creative, like artistic shoot that I kind of like did all myself. I did not want to do any prints. I didn't want to, sell any pictures of it um people was in my dm left and right like can i buy this can i buy that and i'm like it sounds good and to someone who's not an artist they probably would be flying but because i just was like i don't want no other nobody else with these prints i want this in my possession and this is like my creation um so i was like if anything i'll make something from that and just kind of you know kind of put it together but the actual photos, I was not, I was not with getting, you know, selling. Right. That wasn't big for me. They were like, well, why aren't you selling it? You'll make so much money. And I'm like, that's not what this is about. Like, right. this is, is about my art and, and the love of, you know, the love for what I do. So whenever you come into my salon, it's like an exhibit or like an art gallery where you see these original original prints of, of this series that I did. So, you know, just to be special. Right. Now was um, just kind of going back to, you know, just being a business owner and a stylist and having the salon. And, and I remember you saying, you know, y- you put it in your mind, like, you know, I have a plan. This is what I'm going to do and I'm going to do it. Was mm-hmm. there ever a time that, being a business owner or a stylist, what, you know, you just felt like it wasn't going to work out. What made you not give up? Um, I think oftentimes 
we get to a point where we like are overwhelmed and we we want to give up. Um, to me, giving up was never really an option, although I did get discouraged and let down and burnt and just, you know, just so many times. Um, what kept me going was my why. That's why that stood that stands out to like so much. Whenever I teach, whenever I speak, whenever I talk to anybody about doing doing something that they love, I always I always talk about like why are you doing it? Like because that's going to trump everything. Like when you feel like throwing in towel, when you feel like let, letting go of things, when you feel like just giving up and being like, you know what, I'm gonna do something else. Why are you doing it? Because right. if your why is, um, and my passion, to, my why is people, is women, Black women specifically, um, wanting to just like reveal and uncover our true essence and our beauty. Um, and for a lot of women, we, we, we've we never been exposed to that. And we've never been introduced to that. So with my, my constant just, you know, yearning to, to just build up the black woman, I'm like, how can I quit that? That's that's gonna be mm-hmm. like an everlasting and an, an infinite thing for me. Um, so when I do feel like I'll be like, you know what? Even if I give this facility up, even if I give, you know, working with other people up, I still have to carry out this why, and uh-huh. I'll be doing this why myself. This will be, it'll just be me, but I still have to build us up so for Mm -hmm. me it's just like when you know your why your why is that important to you then it's like all right I can get through this you know right right tell me what have been some of the things that you have learned um along the way as a business owner um that you would give as like advice to someone else who is Maybe you're a stylist and you're aspiring to own your own business. Cause there's, there's a difference, isn't it? Like you can mm-hmm. be a stylist and doing hair and then you're a business owner. Those two are not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have, um, is there anything that you can share with us about just some things that you have learned and then like some advice that you would give to someone else who's thinking about, you know, owning their own business or starting their own hair business? Some things that I've learned would probably be um, that if it's not something like if you are not willing to give your last for it, as far as like a business, say you want to um, you want to, to to now become a business. And, and have other employees and have other things happening instead of you just being an independent person. If you're not willing to invest your last in order to um in in order to get that like the 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 repl- like replenishing of it, mm-hmm. I feel like it's not something that you need to do. If you don't have the patience to to an understanding that things are not just going to happen at the drop of a dime that things are not just going to happen um 
immediately or right away. For the longest, everybody comes to my salon and it's like, oh, this is so beautiful. You know, did you get someone to decorate? But they don't realize when I first opened the salon, I gave my last. Actually, yeah, my last. All the money that was in my account. Because my mm. vision was that, like, it was that strong. I gave up everything and I didn't have no furniture. I didn't have not, I had one chair in my salon. And as I worked head for head, this is with the child. As I worked head for head, and I had just had my husband quit his job. So mm. it was just more, it was like my back against the wall. Every person I did, I bought another chair and another chair, and a mirror here, and a picture there, and a couch here. A lot of my stuff mm. is thrifted, it's vintage, um, it's very dope, but it was cheap. You know what I mean? It was mm -hmm. like, I I put into it, I invested into it, like, as I went. So, um, there was no pocketing. And if you're expecting to come out your first, first, second, third year with just all this profit, then you just, you might want to think again, you know, because... What? No, wait a minute, wait a nah. minute. So so I wait a minute though. Wait. So I don't I don't get into my suite and then get do my business cards and 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 get clients and I like I'm not gonna start making money until like when? Nah, you said two, three or four. No, no, it don't work wait like a minute. That. No, it don't work like that. So I, I, I got my suite and my business cards and my clients like so I can boss up and ball and I, I can go on trips to to Bali like how I see on Instagram see, that's and I can the, wear no, that's Chanel the misconception. like that's the misconception we always feel like that's all like and I think social media is a gift and a curse I love social mm. media for what it does you know for businesses but I also hate social media for what it does for people trying to develop businesses because they they see somebody else moving fast and it and who you think moving fast ain't even moving fast because they've been doing it probably so much longer than what you really see um mm. but it gives this false sense of entrepreneurship it gives this like false sense of instant success like oh you know I'm about to I'm about to pass my cards out. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a get this and that. And even even if you get a building, are you thinking about the contracting? Are you thinking about how many people finna steal your money? Like, are you thinking of? Mm. It's just so much stuff that goes into it. Um, so I would I would tell somebody trying to 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 be um, a business owner to just just understand the industry first. Understand that that business part of it before you dive into it um mm. it's it's not for everybody it, it's really not and if I can be quite honest with you I probably made a lot more money individually because I didn't have all the overhead so people think we're just so rich and we this and that but really you're not you're not taking into consideration what I have to pay for how much money how, how much money I have to pay monthly or even weekly on rent, bills, products, maintenance, plumbing, you know, cleaning, mm. this, that, and the third. So it's just like, and, and, and if you have employees, you got to pay them. You know, if you have an assistant, right. you got to pay them. So it's just like, okay. Now, question, I, you, you had just mentioned um, having an assistant. How, how important do you think that it is? Like, is this something with the load that you have? Because I know that you have people that come from out of town and you have your social media, you have your Instagram, you, you know, your photos and stuff like that. And, you know, 
I'm social media and just society in itself is all it seems like it just pushes you know the individual the individual the balls like for you to be doing all of these things do you have help with your like your social media and the photos or taking the clients like how do you get all of this done okay I, I have um I have an assistant which I don't like to call her an assistant I always tell her this I feel like it's under my or it's kind of almost belittling what she does because she does a lot um so I have I have a right hand like I have somebody there Mm -hmm. you know who helps me with my clients as far as the upkeep of the salon um and different things like that as far as my social media presence um what I like to see in front of the camera or what I like to see as far as my content no I don't have help with that. I like it. I have, I'm so hands-on. Even if I have somebody doing graphics for me or even if I do have somebody doing something for me, I've already sketched up the whole plan. I just need you to, to wow. deliver. I, I've already did this, that, and the third. But as far as social media, I feel like that's robotic to have somebody else um, pretty much like controlling your social media when it's you. People are... People are there for you. You know what I mean? People, people, Mm -hmm. they, they want to know that if they comment or they DM you that you're going to be the one respond, responding, not like this automated thing. So yeah, I don't know. I do. I'm, I'm all in with that. (laughs) That's, um, that's another job in itself. Mm. Now I'm looking like I'm I'm looking at your page and I'm looking at like all all this hair, these froze going from froze to like Jesus, like I'm just seeing the body, the movement, the shine, all of that. How do you stay so on point with your techniques? Do you go to training? Do you, you know, you have a mannequin at home? Like, how do you stay on top of your techniques the way that you do? Um I'm going to be honest, I haven't done any, I haven't attended any classes um, in in quite a while, but I do feel like it's important to brush up on, like I'm, say, if even if it's not like a, a physical class where I'm there in, in the flesh, you know, it's something online, um, I'm always taking um, advice or 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 taking like direction from other stylists other vets in the game I think it's important to still uh still be teachable you know what I mean like you know um I I like to I'm on YouTube a lot you know trying to learn little different techniques here and there's actually another stylist in the city who does like really good silk presses who I'm considering, you know, doing his webinar today because I saw he just released it. So um, just, yeah, brushing up on my skills that way. Like I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm self-taught in what I, what I do, but I'm always looking to um, enhance my skill in different ways. I'm always looking to um, take different kind of when I was a little less busy, <laughs> you know, I was taking flights and I was going to New York and I was going to L.A. and going to different places to train with these big companies just to, to kind of get my skill a little polished up. So I'm ready to mm-hmm. get back at that as soon as this, all this is over with. I'm ready to get back at that. Mm-hmm. Now, what made you fall in love with natural hair? Because that that's your main focus, yes. right? 
Um, yes. What made you fall in love with natural hair? Before, uh, when I was in beauty school, I definitely was not in love with hair. Again, I told you I was just trying to look for something to do where I can make money like ASAP. So I was doing weaves. I was doing relaxers. I was doing cuts. I was doing lashes. I was doing this and that. Um, what made me fall in love with natural hair was me going natural initially. Um, I went natural. I went, I researched and I, 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 I just like went crazy on like the information that was out there at the time. It was 2011. It was not many people out here um, setting an example of what natural hair should be like or, you know, teaching natural hair. So I just got really deep into the science of hair and what works and what doesn't and what's actually harmful to our hair and to our skin. And when I uh, initially, when I kind of was getting all this information, all this information about it, I was just like, okay, well, I can't relax my hair no more. And then who would I be if I encouraged my sisters to do the same? Like if I was still offering relaxer services or at the time, believe it or not, I felt like in those phases of me, like I was in this like self-conscious stage where I didn't feel like I was the prettiest without those real superficial things, without those things like Mm -hmm. covering my face or those things that like kind of stripped my naturalness for me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to force myself to love myself and I'm going I'm to get rid of all of this that is not Celeste. So the weaves stopped, <laughs> you know, the the relaxers stopped. I never wore makeup like that. So it was just more of a, um, a self-love journey. I know it sounds cliche, but it was a self-love journey. It was me getting back to can I love myself and can I really appreciate myself and my features without the help of all this add on? Mm-hmm. So in that journey, mm-hmm. other people seeing it, honestly, when I stopped doing relaxers, I threw all my relaxers away in the salon and I lost probably 60% of my clientele because they was like, mm-hmm. you know, the famous thing everybody wants to say, Oh, natural, not for me. That's not my thing. You know, I can't do it. I could never do it. Like, okay, cool, but I'm going to educate you on why this is the healthier alternative. I'm going to educate you on why you should love yourself or I'm going to show you why, you know what I'm saying? Like who you are without this. Um, A lot of people were feeling at the time. Some people were. I was like, okay, cool. So um, in that, I feel like in 2011, nobody was doing it. Not in Houston anyway. Nobody was doing natural hair. Um, it gave me more than enough time to sit and self-teach and perfect a craft that was kind of like untouched at the time. Um, Mm -hmm. once the whole natural wave started coming around, which I feel like it was like 2013, 2014, when it started getting real heavy, then they were like, okay, so I'm gonna go natural, but who am I going to go to? Like, you know, I don't have... And I was one of the only people in Houston who knew what they were doing with natural hair. So I was like, y'all can come this way. You know, so even though I was, I I lost all those Mm -hmm. clients, I was actually willing to sacrifice that for the betterment of it. Yeah, I was just about to, 
Yeah, I was just about to ask you with losing 60% of your clientele, you know, normal people or anybody else will probably just be like, you know, well, I'll still take, you know, while I, I'll still take you while I'm doing these natural, natural hair clients, but you decided to just be all the way mm -hmm. done with it. Um, so, I mean, I'm just interpreting that as like the, the why for just focusing on natural hair was more important than, you know, me taking your money. It was like, no, sis, I want to, I want to help you. And help my mama couldn't even get a relaxer yeah. out of me. <laughs> my mama couldn't even get a relaxer. Like people who was close to me, like, girl, you, you still know how to, of course I still know how to do it, but that's going against now what I stand for. Like what I look like preaching right. natural this and natural that and, you know, to your roots, back to your roots, this and that. And then I'm still offering you relaxers, you know, no shade to nobody who does. That just wasn't my thing anymore. And I let it all go. So right. when I did throw buckets, because it was a dramatic situation, it was a dramatic experience. And <laughs> when I threw them buckets of relaxers <laughs> away that day, that was symbolic of me um, trashing that that mentality of me having to relax myself to fit into whatever norm or to fit into whatever you know and in, into whatever society has for me like that was the whole symbolism of it like I was like okay I'm throwing this away that mean I'm throwing this thought process away I'm throwing this mentality away and anybody coming into the salon moving forward we transitioning you back to natural or we're maintaining your natural texture, period. Right, right, right. One of the big things that I see um, that you do, you explain to clients that there's no type mm -hmm. of hair, um, like as in 4C, 3B or whatever. A, B, C, D. Um, why do you think all of that? Okay. Why do you think we as women of color get caught up in hair type? Is that something that you still see? I know it was really big back in 2011 or the beginning of the natural hair wave, but is that something that you still see I now? I still see it every day. Somebody's calling the salon like, um, hi, how you doing? I'm just wondering. I have this, I have 4C hair and was wondering if I could achieve. And I'm just like, let me stop you right there. <laughs> like until we assess your <laughs> hair, you don't know what your hair is capable of. You don't know what it can do with it. You know, what, um, what's more like compatible with your hair, what products, because surprisingly using different products can take you from what you think is a 4C all the way to, you know, a, a, a 3B or whatever the case may be. But I th I'm so strong in that, like, we have our own unique textures. There's no such thing of a group that has the same. I've seen too many different curl patterns. So I feel like one thing right. it does within this natural hair community, which we've tried to, like, get away from, is separation. It's like this this favoritism towards hair. If you have anywhere, anywhere in the B's and high C's, then you got good hair. And if your hair is, mm. you know, kinky or, or whatever the case may be. So it's still separating amongst, amongst us in a group that was, you know, initially meant to like uplift us. So I'm just like, that's, it's right. almost doing the same thing. It's division. So 
I'm so sick of this good hair, bad. Good hair is hydrated hair. It's moisturized hair. Them ends being exactly. white. So um, I'm just trying to get away from that whole that whole mentality altogether. Yeah, yeah. What's one of the number one misconceptions that clients have about natural hair and how to take care of it? Um, that their hair stopped growing. <laughs> That's one of the, mm. it's so many, but one of the ones I hear often is my hair won't grow. And I'm just like, baby girl, your hair grows and it grows like it's supposed to grow. But are you retaining length? Like, are you taking the necessary steps? Mm-hmm. Are you trimming your hair? Just like grass, if you if you trim it often, it's going to grow super fast. But if you trim it like once every three months, it's going to grow to a certain, a certain length. And then it's going to look like it's not growing anymore. But we do so much stuff to prevent it from uh, retaining length, like not moisturizing it enough uh, or um, not trimming tr- the, the ends are the oldest parts of your hair. So until we realize, okay, we got to get rid right. of this part for us to see that it's not br- like the hair is breaking off. So it's not that it's not growing. It's just mm-hmm. like when you do these very simple steps, because it's not a lot, this like less is more. It's not a lot into growing your hair and it's not rocket science. But um, when we're trying to hold on to stuff, that needs to be gotten rid of it just it slows the process down so unless you are like an older Mm, person mm. and you you, your hair growth cycle is slowing down that's a different story but most of us we just need a good hair care regimen and you know patience (laughs) and stay out that head like they be in their hair so much over manipulating it stay stay out out your head head. that's why men's (laughs) hair grows so fast my husband been growing his hair for as long as my my youngest daughter's been alive, and his hair is so long and healthy, but he don't worry about it growing every five seconds. So I'm just like, just leave it alone. Yeah, we definitely have an attachment. Like our 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 hair is mm-hmm. our crown, and it's oh, like if it's oh. not done. It can mess up the way we feel about ourselves. It can mess up our mm-hmm. whole day. It we can have an attitude. It's it's crazy. I remember before even myself, um, being a salon owner, being a stylist, and I remember I would have these women that would come in and coming in for these consultations, and I mean they would look so sad. They would look mm-hmm. so sad. And then if they couldn't get their hair done that day, and they had to wait, but lo and behold they would throw mm-hmm. on this wig and I don't know if it was just because it was straight hair or, or or what have you but it's like immediately they were smiling they were happy you got a boost of confidence because you had this right. particular hair right. on your head which gave you like okay now mm-hmm. I feel like I'm somebody but with their natural hair they they didn't it's like they didn't feel right. as excited and you said something just you said something just a second ago um about you know not trimming the hair and if you don't trim it and you're holding on to things um you know it's slow for them to grow like sometimes you just need to let Mm -hmm. things go and I think that not only is that important in with your hair but definitely just in life itself tell tell me is there anything that you had to realize like you know what I need to trim this off I need to let this go because in order for me to grow I need to get rid of some of these. um just in life personally um 
Mm-hmm. One thing was my attitude. Like I told you before, my attitude was very, like, very much, um, it was very much like, if, 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 if I don't, it, it was more about me. And I wasn't really, I haven't always considered, I haven't always considered um, the masses or, or just in general, a group of people um, cutting my, making my attitude better, like seriously, because I, and I tell people now that I see some of myself in, I tell people this attitude is going to prevent or block a lot of blessings. And I feel like I possibly could have missed out on a lot of blessings based on my attitude. So I knew if I didn't change it or Mm. get it right, get it together, that it was going to um, just block me from growing, you know, just stop me from growing like I needed to. Um, You tend to be a source of positivity on IG with your posts. Um, where do you go to replenish yourself or gain positivity when you are having an off or a bad day? Um, my family, mostly. My family, um, my, my children, um, constant reminders of, um, you know, why I do what I do. I get so much. Some My, my oldest daughter, she's always like, Mom, you a celebrity or you so creative? Like, how you came <laughs> up with that? Like, when I did the Bloom series, she was just so blown away by um, um, just the concept, just you know, the the putting together of the 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 shoots and how I took her with me with, to the shoots. So I allowed her to watch me mm-hmm. um, and watch me build that. So sometimes when I'm feeling like oh, like just over it, she'll be like, "Mama, why I'm, I'm trying to." I'm trying to do this like you or, or can you teach me how or she'll come to me and be like mommy so when I start my art business like how much you think I should charge for and I'm just like <laughs> damn like you know what I mean like this is why this is the ultimate like why so just like knowing that I have two little girls watching me little, two little little princesses watching me soon to be queens that I'm trying to set an example for so it kind of keeps me um wow. keep me on my on my shit. <laughs> yeah, I now I know that could be one thing, uh, a great feeling that coming from, you know, your baby girls. And I know that you get you get DMs like people saying like how inspirational you are and oh my gosh, I just love you. How do you take that in? Like how do you handle that? Like, do you really take it for what it is? Or you're like, you know, who? Me? That's exactly how I am. <laughs> who me? Like, um, it's still a little overwhelming. Um, it, it's, it's a little overwhelming, like, to, to get people, so many people, even when they come fly from different states and, you know, come from, I've had somebody from Paris come take a class with me, like, um, mm-hmm. I'm really like me, like trying to understand what is it that you see in me? Cause a lot of the times we can't see that in ourselves. So, um, you know, it's, it's very encouraging. Um, and it lets me know like, okay, so what, what I'm trying to 
communicate with the people it's translating they're understanding and they, they're right. receiving it the way that I intend so um I'm always very shocked but very humbled at the same time because again you're not gonna see me on no right. like you know I'm the reason why this that and the third it's just like wow gratitude <laughs> exactly like that that definitely has to be heartwarming even for me, sometimes I'll get these messages and it's like, you know, you're such an inspiration and I'll be like, really? And so it'll be those DMs or those messages that make me feel like, you know, okay, well, maybe that post that I did a week ago, maybe I should continue to do those because it is reaching somebody. And, you know, it took a close friend of mine to tell me, you know, you just see yourself as Celeste. But other people may see you as something different, like you are touching them or inspiring them in a way that maybe you didn't just try to, but it's just something that automatically happened. So it's like, keep doing what it is that you're doing. Keep being you, keep inspiring, because there's somebody out there that is seeing that and they're being touched yes. by it. So it's like, you and know, that's like that's yeah, the fulfilling like, part in it. Like it's, it's, it's super fulfilling when when. um when it's like people reaching out to you, letting them know that your message was received, letting you know that, that, that your message was received and, and what you, you, you set out to um, communicate with people that they understand that. So right. yeah, that's awesome. Right. Right. Now people put you as like hashtag lock goals. I've seen you all over mm -hmm. Pinterest. Um, and then just like business wise, you know, they'll put hashtag goals. Is there anybody on Instagram or anybody that you follow? Like who inspires Celeste? Um, okay. So I, as far as like stylists, I'm inspired by so many different stylists. Like I can't even name like one of, one of my, um, I'm also inspired by just people parallel to me, like, you know, just because everybody mm -hmm. has a like different, different thing they have going on. But if I can be honest with you, I don't know if it, Boosie, <laughs> little Boosie did an interview and was like, I don't <laughs> listen to nobody else's music because I don't want it to influence my music. I don't want it to change my music. Mm -hmm. Like he was like, I don't, I don't. So I'm not big on like, um, not that he wasn't giving props to whom deserved it, but it was more so like, I don't want my artistry to be, um, to be, to be like altered or I don't want it to be tainted because I've heard something else and now it sounds a little bit like them. So that's kind of how I am wow. with it. I like, I'm inspired by people doing the same thing I do, but, um, at the same time, I try not to get too deep into, oh, this goals or that goals. I want to be my own goals. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I just want right. to be the first at stuff and not like a replica or trying hard to, you know, do others. So I see that. I see people comment that all the time on other people, on other people's like platform. They're like, oh, I'm just trying to get like you. And I'm just like, I could never. <laughs> I'm trying to get like me. I'm right, trying to get right. like the better me. So I feel like what inspires me is yesterday's me. You know, what inspires me is just trying to to um, to elevate in, in my own artistry. Right, right. 
So, you know, during this time of pause um, for many in the hair care community, um, some people are going through, some people are staying positive, some people are reinventing themselves. How are you keeping positive? And what do you suggest uh, like for stylists during this time? Um, I'm not gonna lie. I, I am human. So it has kind of took a toll on me in different ways. Um, I try to stay positive again because I have little ones watching me and I don't mm -hmm. want to set the tone for this negative or fear-based uh, lifestyle in my home. I don't want to, um, I want to stay encouraged and, and always, and always uh, communicate that the creator is in control and that regardless of mm -hmm. if this was man-made, if it was not, if it was from this, that, and the third, that the ultimate outcome of it is going to be um, better. So it's me trying to mm -hmm. find the silver lining and stuff and always trying to find the positive in a negative situation. And I know uh, with everything in me that man can't defeat God. So at the end of the day, um, I'm not worried about who doing this or implementing what and trying to enforce this um, because I know who my, you know, I know who I serve and um, I want my children to see that and um, fear can make you sick, you know, and being negative can make you sick. Um, I, I, I don't know if you know, but I have a, a had a younger brother that uh, died of cancer and he oh, no. was, um, fine until the diagnosis and I feel until mm -hmm. everybody around him began to pity and began to to kind of feed the cancer rather than feed him like you know it was more like um you know how sometimes they say like oh I didn't get no symptoms until I went to the hospital it's like this mentality like when right. you start thinking sick you're gonna get sick so I just, I try exactly. to keep that mind, exactly. that mind frame, like, um, I'm not going to feed this virus <laughs> any of my vibrations, like, I'm going to try to stay on up and up, but um, I try to keep myself busy, too, like, I try to, um, for, for the last couple weeks, I have been doing different projects or whatever, so um, just trying to stay, just trying to stay up. You want to stay up, mm -hmm. right? Right. I mean, this whole thing has definitely been crazy, and I know even now. Um, I believe as of yesterday, um, on the news, they were talking about opening up early. Trump was going to be opening up the world mm -hmm. earlier, <laughs> or whatever, um, and doing it in stages. And there was, you know, a few comments um, that I saw from from stylists or just people in general about, you know. I'm not going to go back to work um, and risk my life just because, you know, the economy, the economy is, um, mm -hmm. is, is suffering. And, and for me, you know, I, I look at that and I'm like, well, when, when is it ever going to really, really be safe? I, I really feel like this thing is going, is going to change uh, how we interact with people, um, 
and just in general, how we live our lives after whenever they say that it's we're open, whether it's tomorrow or next month mm-hmm. or in a few months, it's not going to be the same Fair. regardless. I mean, we're going, you're, you know, you're going to want to space yourself from people. You're probably going to be reluctant to go into, you know, big crowds and, and different things like that. Do you feel like, is there anything um, in your business you feel like you may be changing um, as a result of COVID-19? Um, absolutely. I feel like um, just like with anything, you can always improve and step up. So, um, you know, even though we were really always really big on sanitation, and even months and months and months before, I would always make posts about how we keep up the cleanliness of the shop um, and what we do to sterilize and sanitize just implements and things like that. Um, I feel like it's we're going to just go in overdrive with that, um, making sure that there are, you know, no, no cutting corners with anything. Everything has to be an absolute tip top. But other than that, as far as like the salon culture, of uh, sometimes we we just kick it in the salon after the salon. I mean, after your service is done or sometimes clients may rush in as far as like walk ins. Um, we may have to limit that mm-hmm. in the beginning, you know, for a little while. Um, my thing is, I don't want to live in fear, but at the same time, I have a whole family that I would be risking bringing any type of germ to. Um, so yeah, in the beginning, for sure, I feel like we're gonna have to minimize the occupancy and keep it keep it at a very like one on one basis um, with each stylist. Um, I don't know. I just, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know other than, other than that, like continuing to try to distance, mm-hmm. but uh, we are, we are a people that thrives in groups and we thrive with, with physical touch and we want to hug and we want to embrace and we right. want to not be afraid to, to talk to each other. Um, that's one where we don't even have Wi-Fi right. in my salon because I'd be like, uh-uh, talk to your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> like, introduce yourself. Like, meet her. Okay. Like, you know, she may be somebody you need in your life or vice versa. So, um, if anything, if this was something man-made, I feel like that was the goal to get people more separate, uh, especially our people. Um, right. because we thrive in, in that sense. Um, I don't ever want to be scared to hug somebody that I love. You know what I mean? So. Right. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's going to be very interesting to see how, um, you know, how things just continue as this time goes on. I know even now, even though we are supposed to be like on shutdown and only going out for essential things, but when I go out, it's mm-hmm. everybody has on a mask. You know, everybody is, you know, six feet away. You know, if you, you can't come around the corner too fast at a grocery store and somebody be right there. It's like, you know, they're almost like, oh my gosh, like it, it, it it's crazy. It's really kind of fearful. Like you're living in a totally different place and it's like mm. I hate that but at the same time um definitely wanting to be safe um and keeping everybody safe um but you are you you are you are uh, a successful business owner an artist you're an educator mother wife how do you make sure to remain celeste while having these other amazing titles um I be, I feel like because 
I feel like because I'm a Taurus and I'm a very like down to earth person, I'm very grounded in who I am. Um, I'm very like um, aware of the fact that in a split second, life can change and situations like this will humble mm-hmm. you <laughs> if you're not already humbled. Um, so I've, I, I, I've come to like, I try to be me as much as possible. When people meet me, they're like, I was surprised at how cool you was and how, you know, I didn't have to be this way. So even though I'm all those things, I try to remain Celeste in in a sense of um, my humbleness, my gratitude. I live in gratitude. So whenever, you know, mm-hmm. I, whenever clients are coming to me or, or people are coming to me uh, for whatever reason, I try to have them understand that, like, I need you as much as you need me. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a one-way street yeah. here. This is this is a, a we're reciprocating this. And I'm like, you know, um, I just try to live in love and live in gratitude. And um, my children, especially my my youngest, she humbled me real quick. If I ever think I'm too much, <laughs> she get me right on together. Like, look, this is this is where you belong. So um I think just living in living in gratitude and, and being able to show people that same respect and that same um that same love that they show me keeps me pretty grounded and keeps me like um right like I am your equal. I always tell women, I'm your reflection. I'm not higher than you. You know, I'm not somebody that is just like, even though they look up to me in so many ways, um, you know, you can, you, you can be this too. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not this, this, this right. person that's unreachable or untouchable. Like we're literally, I'm a reflection of you. So. Okay, we're about to go into our realistically speaking segment. And so this is where I'm going to give you like two options um, or two things and you'll you'll just kind of give me your answer okay. one or the other. Okay. Okay. So realistically speaking, Tupac or Biggie? Pac. <laughs> Pac. Pac for sure. Pac. <laughs> okay. Realistically speaking, sneakers, sneakers or heels? All day. I'm a, I'm a tennis shoe girl. You're a sneaker like, girl? I will bust out. I will wear a whole formal gown with some some forces or some like <laughs> some Air Max. So I'm I'm really big on sneakers. Okay. Um, realistically speaking, crowds or being alone? Like, you, do you need to be amongst people or do you enjoy being um, alone? I enjoy being alone more, but I am not opposed to crowds. But if I mm-hmm. had to cho- choose alone, for sure. Oh, okay, okay. Realistically speaking, hair or bald head? And we're talking about you. So, hair full of locks or a fro? Bald head. Or Surprisingly, bald, bald head. head. Um, yeah, my 10-year ten, my ten anniversary is coming up in June, and I'm just thinking about fading it up again. So, I, I really like no hair on me. Yeah. What? 
Yeah. No hair, just bald head. Do you feel like that'll affect your brand at all? I so think so, but again, I'm willing. I'm willing to. I'm willing to sacrifice those people who are there for my locks. Like, <laughs> if you just here because I got locks on my head mm. and you're not even hearing my message, then peace. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm still gonna be Celeste regardless. Right. But again, I go through phases. This is the longest I've ever had a hairstyle. This is the longest I've ever, you know. Um, and I'm gonna still be me, but I feel like I'm coming into a new a new realm in my life. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Realistically speaking, R&B or rap? Okay, so I'm going to say R&B only because I prefer hip-hop over anything because I don't even consider rap being hip-hop. So, I'm going to say R&B for this. Okay, okay. Okay, R&B. Okay. And so lastly, is there what what can we look forward to from Eclectic Vibes in the next coming weeks or months? You got anything special coming up we need to look forward to? Any any classes, any events, any um tell yeah, us what's going I, on. I definitely want to continue um offering classes uh virtually. That's been something that's been very like um beneficial for me and my in my business I, I definitely want to um start uh organizing more events and and, and getting more of us together to kind of like love on each other despite this little thing going on um mm-hmm. I definitely look forward to expanding my family in a sense um you know I, I definitely want more little mm-hmm. little little ones um and mm-hmm. that's the I mean, currently, that's I think that's it. But I, I like I said, ultimately, it's just growing my brand, growing my family, um, and my community. That's all. Okay, I love it. I love it, you guys. This has been Celeste, aka Eclectic Vibes, aka the Fro Whisperer. Can you please tell them, Celeste, how they can find you on your social uh, yes. media platform? So I do have um, one social media platform, and that is Instagram. So my Instagram is eclectic, E-C-L-E-C-T-I-C underscore vibes, V-I-B-E-Z. Um, uh, I do have a, actually, I do have a, a YouTube channel, but I haven't posted in a while. I do have YouTube that I I will possibly start again. And that's the Fro Whisperer. Um, And yeah, my website is www.eclecticvibes.com. All right. Is there anything that you want to leave the people with? Any encouraging words, whether it's for our upcoming stylists or just people in general? For sure. Anything Um, you want to leave with? I want to just leave with you guys to be encouraged and, and stay determined, stay, stay driven in whatever it is that you uh, aspire to be um, and inspire, continue to inspire, live in love. Um, and that's it. Peace. I thank you so much for being my first guest Yay. on our first show. This is Paulette. 
<laughs> this is Paulette. I am your host, and this has been realistic, realistically speaking, the podcast where we have real conversations with real people, no smoking mirrors. Thank you guys so much. We will have our next show on next Tuesday with another special guest we will be introducing to you soon. So please follow me at on Instagram at Locks Love Laughter. That's L-O-C-S. L-O-V-E-L-A-U-G-H-T-E-R.